Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. New York City. It is I, Aive Darboos, and my man. The indomitable, the aggressive, the antagonist, my man, Bam Bam Bigano. What up? What 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 up, my man? Listen, my hype right now is on a level that has never been seen before. I'm talking shit to Nick fans in the street. Every time I see a Nick hat, I'm talking shit. I'm betting every single game. They're covering every fucking single game. Bam. It's Brooklyn Nets Weekly. Talk to me, man. Shit is too easy. This is, it's, it's, it's the white man can't jump. I don't even want to play anymore. It's just, the games are not even fun. That Orlando game was not fun to watch. It, it started off a little sus, you know. I was like, all right, you know, I, they've been winning too much. Maybe it's something to make them think. But it wasn't even, it wasn't the even that. The game was over midway through the second quarter. The Magic knew it. The Nets knew it. The refs knew it. All 300 fans in attendance knew it. The viewers at home knew it. I knew it. I was, I was watching more of the Knicks game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I watched the game carefully. I was looking for an angle to do a podcast uh, post-game podcast, but really, like, I don't think the Nets fans need me to come on and say, we're really good. We're really, really good. I love this. Yeah. We're really, really good. Thank God there's stuff to talk about, man. You know, because um, really, there's... I, I, it's kind of boring being this freaking good. One thing we have to keep in mind is teams go on, you know, hot streaks... There will be some adversity at some point. They'll lose two in a row. They'll look like they have some cracks in their armor. So as good as things are now, you know, without Durant, this is not a championship team. They wouldn't win it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's still, you know, improvements that need to be made with the team rotation-wise and things like that. So um, yeah. it's yeah, great so to be happy, but, you know, so there's talk, still work to be done. Let's, let's expound on that. Let's Let's talk a little bit more about that, right? I what I'm seeing with this team is like without Durant they're the they're the you know Houston Rockets and we don't even have some of the components that the Houston Rockets have but the thing that the Nets have that the Houston Rockets didn't have is they have ridiculous amount of shooting. Joe it's Harris absurd. Yeah, like it it you know they in theory put those type of guys around um um, Harden in, in Houston, but there was never a Joe Harris who's going to shoot fifty percent from three on right. on those teams. Um, Ryan Anderson, they tried to make that guy. He never really, you know, shot over forty percent. Um, Eric Gordon was tr- they, they try to you know say hey you know you you're kind of wide open just shoot threes and and you should be good and he could never really be consistent. So uh, Joe Harris is more of a weapon than we we give him credit. 
And I, I think that's part of the formula. And then the other thing is, we're getting ridiculous meetings out uh, minutes out of um out of Green, like he's he's been, you know, I you've said it, I've said it. He's been the signing of the year in the NBA, like just to steal. Well, I mean, you could argue it was Bruce Brown trade too, but the the, the thing they're getting out of the other players is. Like, the Rockets had guys that can score 15 points a game like Joe does. It's the efficiency that they're getting out of the other guys. Like, Green is shooting 40% from three. Bruce Brown only takes layups. He's like a center. He's shooting like 68%. So when those guys do get their turns, they're converting them at a very high rate. Right. That's right. the difference. Like, I was talking about this with, with uh, my brother the other day. It's hard to make a run on the Nets because they don't they score every time down the floor. Right. So even they put if the pressure on you to match their scoring. Yeah. Even like during the Clipper game a couple weeks back, like they cut it to six at one point. I was like, but like so like the other team caught a little fire. But now the Nets will continue to score and they'll start missing. And just like that, I've been right back up to twelve and a couple possessions. They hit back to back threes, it's back to twelve. They, they, right, they they make you almost play out of your comfort zone because your their teams are cognizant that they have to keep up. It's like a great offensive team in football, you know, puts pressure on the other offense. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, they're they're doing things that I've never seen done before on the offensive side of the ball, and and I and they're playing better defense, but I don't think anyone looks at their defense and goes, I, I feel like their offense is their defense. The pressure that they put on teams to score with them. Or when they start to run, you're looking out there and you're seeing that's Kyrie Irving, that's James right. Harden, and and you mean to tell me I've got to, you know, work on a double team of of one, you know, a hedge on one on both of these guys and guard Joe Harris, right? And, you know, and and it, God forbid Shamit gets hot. Um, the kid I wanted to kind of um, spotlight spotlight and uh, and and get your take on was Tyler Johnson. Okay. Tyler Johnson for me, I look at Tyler Johnson. You know, he, he, he he's very trailer park looking. He he's um he's uh he looks like he's from like Ocala, Florida. Yeah, something. I don't even know where he's from. Okay, he looks like his he looks like he has smelly pits. Yeah, he he does. He does. He looks yeah. like he just doesn't wash. He just like gets yeah. dressed after games and goes home. But he's been fucking amazing, y'all. Like. Yeah, you know what he is. He's a he's a, a calm presence out there. He he doesn't force too much. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'll say about him, I think he understands. I, I, everybody on the team can put the ball in the basket. He is dogging guys on defense. He is put. He knows that that's his path to minutes. Right. And a guy like him is look. He has the opportunity now. He's going to play in a lot of primetime games. He's going to be playing in the playoffs. He's thinking, how can I get you know turn this into a five million dollar a year contract with another team right. that Who can, can I value what I can out of a contract next? Right, right. You know, but like, I think he's played really, really well, and um, you know what? I I don't, I just don't understand how the Nets are good. I don't understand how the Nets, um, you know, defy gravity the way that they do because they score one hundred and thirty points a game. That's the I, answer. But they're they're doing with it a bunch of six four guys. Like it's it, it's just weird to watch. It's weird to watch uh, a guy who was a point guard in college, or at the at the most a combo guard in college, right. in the dunker spot. Who who gets the credit for putting this this together? Is it D'Antonio? Or is it Nash? 
my my honest opinion is it's us net fans on Twitter, <laughs> and I think Steve Nash, in between his TikToks, took some advice from the fa- everybody was calling for this guy to play from the get go. Right, everybody was doing it, um, and so like I see a lot of people like, how do you like Steve Nash now? I like him the same as I liked him a month ago. He, he's not bringing anything to the table. They just have ridiculous players, um, and Harden is you know basically coaching the team on the floor. Well. I'm going to say that's unfair, and and here's why. There's I watched him make in-game adjustments. Such as? So, uh, I'll give you an example. So uh, they come out. They're losing to uh, Orlando at first. Um, um, you know, Vucevic is killing us. And so, I mean, I know this is a, a cliche small ball thing. When Vucevic was killing us, he goes smaller. And they start running circles around this dude. And Vucevic starts chasing people. And somehow they turned what I thought, what I've always considered a net negative to a net positive. And and they take Vucevic off the off the court. Um and then he just finds a way to just find mismatches that just got us to take the lead. When we took the lead in that game in Orlando, um, uh, it was weird, but Kyrie was on the floor without Harden. Yeah. And I, I hadn't seen that before. Um, you know, it seemed like I started being one of those people with the conspiracy theory of, you know, Kyrie doesn't want to play on the floor if there's not another superstar on there. But for the first time, I saw him run like this little, this I, I guess the little small or short attack um, strike force, and they just outran them, and ran them out the gym. It was it, it was weird to watch, um, uh, but I, I gotta give Nash credit. Yeah, I mean, look, is he doing some like minor things that are better? I guess, but I'll even go back to the Clipper game. They went small. And they made their run because Jordan was still out there. He has Jordan chasing around Paul Jordan. He was too slow to react to that. And it's it's easy when you're blowing teams out by 20 or up 10 the whole game to coach. There's not much adjustments to be made. You stick with your rotation. You know, he's, you know, like, would you think that, what do you think the Knicks record would be if he was coaching the Knicks? They'd be horrible. I, but I think it's a, I think it's, it's, it's courses for horses, right? Like, I thought if there was a coach, that was going to work for the Nets, it would have to be somebody that Kyrie would listen to. Now, Kyrie doesn't listen to Nash. He doesn't listen to anybody. He does what no. he wants. Um, but I see it in the eyes of the players on the, on the court. Like, they're looking him in the eye. Like, I in the last days of Atkinson, I was watching them not look at him in the in huddles. I was watching, like, I you know, um, Karras was who I've always called the Nets' Derek Jeter. Uh, you know, character guy, respectful guy, you know, uh, needing to be respect, respectful to, to Kenny to keep getting minutes, he'd look in Kenny's eyes. But in the end, he started kind of like just turning his back on Kenny. And and what I well, see I think, is a team. I think Nash's best thing is that he's not like he's not a a coach by nature, whereas like a guy like Atkinson's been doing He was a grinder. Right. right. Nash right. doesn't really have an ego, and I think one thing I'll I'll give him some credit is he's smart enough to know that the players know what they're doing. Like he doesn't have to overcoach with them. 
Yeah. He can just kind of let them play and then, you know, pitch him when he sees fit. And that's uh, what people don't like about him is that he doesn't overcoach. They they want him to call, you know, a bunch of timeouts. He's like, I think Nash just goes, when I was a player, I didn't need Dan Tony to stop me, to tell me that, you know, and, and this is a Dan Tony trade as well. Like they used to, the Knicks beat writers used to crush him, crush Dan Tony for not calling timeouts. But Dan Tony used to say, he's a big boy. They know what they're doing. These are professional players. They, you, you've got to let them play sometimes unless I see something that I need them to know. And it's, it's uh, got to be eating him alive. <laughs> the assistant coach on this team. <laughs> It has to be. He's got to be like, I'm a better coach than guy. And I've never had, you know, I've just never had a roster quite like this. He's had some good rosters, though. 100%. (laughs) He's had some good rosters. 100%. If he, if he coached them up a little bit, this this team doesn't need a great coach. It needs a great communicator. It needs a a guy that's going to keep them together, uh, manage the egos, and understand really, this team needs a player who's going to. I feel like I feel like Nash fits the Nets better than Thibodeau fits the Knicks for where they are. The, the Knicks are playing well prematurely. I mean, Thibodeau definitely would not have worked. Oh, he, he would not have worked for us at all. At all. Um, you're doing it again. You guys, you got to get rid of this guy. You're doing it again with your, with your Long Island bandwidth. I'm here, dude. <laughs> I hear you. Um, we don't hear you is the problem. <laughs> All right, cool. No, no, no worries. Um, uh, Bam is is a is uh, breaking in a new crib, so he's gonna get all the, the the stuff together. But repeat what you just said. Uh, uh, James Harden would have came to the Nets on the condition that they fire Thibodeau <laughs> if, if he was the coach. You know, nah, he he, he, he wouldn't fit. Worse. It wouldn't fit for what we're trying to do, and you know what? We're really gonna know, not gonna know until the playoffs comes. It, it, uh, the mark of a great coach is getting over adversity. The, the Nets had little kind of bitch ass adversity, but uh, that like really that was just them warming up to each other and, and getting to know each other. They they hit fifteen games together and just they weren't you know, trying off. hard. I, yeah, I think they were though. I, you know why I think they were trying hard, Bam? And then I want you to respond to this. I think they were trying hard because, like, immediately, you know, the way that Harden came here and the doubters and the people like myself who didn't believe it would work. I think they were trying hard to prove that this was going to be great, but it it needed the time that it needed for for everyone to kind of figure each other out. I think they were. I think they thought they were trying hard. Uh, my, my coach in college always used to say, you guys are think you're trying hard, but you're not. Mm. And I think that was like, they, they, they weren't like dogging it, but they weren't going full tilt. I don't think they were mentally invested. I think they kind of had the, you know, we could just kind of stroll out there mm. and, and do this. And I also think James was working his way into shape too. Like he, the first five, six games, even though the numbers looked the same, the play didn't look the same. He, he, what he's doing now, it looks like what I anticipated them getting. You know, yeah. an elite NBA player. He's not in shape. He doesn't have to be. Dude has like he's in better shape fashion. than he was. You know, but <laughs> he's, you know, just, he's like blown by guys now again. He's a freak um, of nature, dude. 
it's it's incredible. I mean, I can only imagine what kind of ass he is pulling right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he he's he's getting those scores, girls, probably. You yeah, know, back to his crib. You know, no, wherever he, he's li- where he's living. He's not shopping in scores. He's shopping in um, he's shopping in a uh, uh, love and lust in, in Brooklyn, and he's also he probably is in La Marina, which is not a strip club, but in Dykeman. Uh, you could find girls that look like it. <laughs> um, I'm, he's living life right now. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the strip clubs. Um, uh, it's a, it's a boom economy all around. The yeah, he you know he's our alpha male too. He is. You, you think so? A hundred percent. I think it's Katie. He's, he's always giving it to somebody. Now sometimes he'll blame shit on uh, poor Joe Harris when it's not his fault, but. <laughs> Anytime he's involved in a play that doesn't go well, he's right on, you know, the other participant in it. He, he, he's the alpha male on this team. And I think he, he is best suited for that role. Kyrie is best when he has no pressure on him to lead or get other guys involved. And I think Katie is just a little carefree for that. He's our, he's our, our pack leader for sure. Uh, And in some ways, and in some ways, like Kyrie has a little bit of that too in him. Like, I watch Kyrie yell at the younger guys, and it'll be his fault all yeah, the time. Yeah, he's just kind of a prick, you know. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like even uh, like they asked, uh, I think Shamit and Claxton about him, and they're like, you know, Kyrie, he he's gonna tell you what he thinks. He's got mamba mentality. Right, right. <laughs> you know, he, he's just kind of a bit of an asshole, and that's yeah. okay. You know, um, you it's them. in check. Yeah, you need them, and it's not to the detriment of the team. And I don't think I don't think he's like. I, I thought he scared the shit out of um Rodions and and um, and John and like I, it's possible. I I think those guys weren't they they weren't ready to see the players that they played with in two K in their in in Eastern European countries come to life. You know, Kuros was lost. Like when he showed up to the first day of camp, he was like, "When the fuck did we get KD?" Like <laughs> that guy had no idea. He had no idea there was a coaching change. Like where's he's the kind of Kenny? Where is he? Yeah, like when in the playoffs, he's like, "Yo, why we keep playing the same fucking team every night?" Like he has no idea <laughs> what's going on. He's in a better place now. He's in a better place. Like that's my but, guy. But you're up with Musa in a year. <laughs> you know, dude, dude, man. Like Musa's not even in the NBA anymore. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, Das Vidanya. Anyway, the um, Nets got some decisions to make. What do you What do you make of this uh, Detroit trade? But Detroit supposedly, you know, sending I mean, signals. The only player I could think of that, and I'm, I'm being honest, like I don't follow Pistons roster. Um, but the only player I could think of that makes sense for us that they would be willing to trade would be Plumley. I'm not giving up Dinwiddie for Plumley. Well, you got to look at it as you're not even giving up Dinwiddie anymore. You're giving up a contract. Still, but there's other teams communicated with him about next season. And if he's saying, look, I'm expecting X amount of dollars and X amount of years Mm -hmm. and I'm going to test free agency, they're going to they know they're going to lose him. Um, So you have to temper your expectations. You're trading a player who's a pending free agent uh, and can't help a team this year. So you you have to keep those things in, in in mind and temper your expectations on what a possible return is going to look like. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's it the value of the player, right? If 
there's a lot of teams that would love to have a step uh, a Spencer Dinwiddie's bird rights. That has a lot of value. Orlando yeah, would of love him. You know how many teams don't have a point guard? They're... Well, look, I, do I think they could do better than Mason Plumlee? Yes. I'm just saying in relation to the Pistons being interested, I can't think of anything else that they can offer the Nets that would, would make sense. I mean, again, I don't really know who's on their roster because they, they, they know they suck. So, so give me I'm, Jeremy I'm not Grant. The... Well, yeah, no shit, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, that. so not Jeremy Grant. Let, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't think they'd give up that kid, Sadiq Bay. He he looks really, really good. He looks like a yeah. They're not trading him. Yeah, I I think. How about Sekou Dumbia? Orlando's a team to keep an eye on, um, because th- that just they've gone as far as they can. I don't know right. what there. There's no cap space left, mm-hmm. right? They're always good enough to keep themselves out of the top of the draft Mm -hmm. they're always picking in that 12 to 16 range you know they got a good little tom thibodeau-esque coach that right you know gets them at you know at the top of the nba and defense every year they need a scoring guard every like they they throw out these guys like bacon and shit i'm like you know who the fuck is this guy (laughs) they need they need a, a a ball handler and i think you know gordon's been hurt again uh vucevic has to be like you know get me the hell out of here at some point or, or get me more help. Um, so I think a Gordon trade could be possible, but I feel I like heard a rumor probably... that I, well, I read a rumor that that Gordon wasn't really hurt, that they just, they, they, they quietly did a respectful uh, drumming and said, we don't want you to get hurt and lose your, your value. And why don't you just chill out and, and cool your hamstrings? I mean, look, that would be great. Uh, my only thing is I don't think they'd want a pending free agent player. I guess they would probably need his bird rights. But, you know, they turned down two draft picks for him uh, over the offseason from Portland before mm. Portland made the a reason, uh, the trade for uh, the guy from Houston. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Robert Covington. Right, right Covington, correct. So if they turn that down, are they going to take a expiring player who has no ties to your franchise, can't play for you this year, and there's no guarantee you you know you keep him? So I, well, they could offer him the most money, right? They, you know, and Spencer's going to be about the most money, right? And, as you should be, and they could get him if if they don't trade um, uh, Gordon, who who's expiring as well. Uh, you know they they're gonna have to re-sign him or lose him. They're they're over the cap too. Like that's the that's the other thing. Like they paid. I think you know an interesting trade partner would be the Knicks. Actually, I, it would never happen, but give me the trade. They could give us like Noel, maybe Burks, a, one of Knox or Frank, that's, and one that's, one of their drafts. That's not enough. And you want to know why the Knicks? Bro, it wouldn't he's be a the free same agent. For the Knicks. I understand that they could just sign him if that's the well, case. Well, right, but for them, I guess they would say, you know, we want to get him in the program. Get, yeah, yeah. The Knicks, the Knicks would never. There's no, no reason to trade no. for him. The, you know, the, Knicks, the Knicks can't do it. The Knicks can't do it. Um, um, it, it's got to be a team that's that's in a weird place like Detroit or. You know, Detroit. This was their player. They they yeah. haven't been able to draft a, a point guard in in ever. Yeah. 
they they also traded for you know Delon Wright, who I I thought was going to be good. He's he's not, and you know, um, you know, it's teams like that 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 are kind of like in that in between period. Yeah, where maybe Chicago. Chicago's another team that he that had him at some point, you know. Um, but again, Chicago would have to send us something back. I I take their I take their four. Um, what's that kid's name? Well, I would take Otto Porter if they can make the numbers work, but I think he makes too much money. I don't want Otto Porter. Otto, you you remember we used to get in Otto Porter arguments? Otto Porter. Well, I, look, that was a stupid contract. It, it was a ridiculous contract. That contract was not good. Almost destroyed the franchise. If you know what, that would have hurt. That would have hurt a lot if if we had uh, did that. And but Tyler Johnson, you know, these are role players. You know, um, even Thaddeus Young would would help us. Um, I, I saw someone suggest that. I, I I I think that's a bad return for Dinwiddie. We could do better. We could do better than Thaddeus Young for Dinwiddie. I mean. Like I, I was looking at uh, uh, Gordon's numbers the other day. I mean, the, Gordon is the dream because not because he's such a great player. Like a lot of people mistake why right. I want Gordon. I don't want Gordon because he's so good. Or I want Gordon because he does exactly the opposite of everything. Yeah, he doesn't that need the have. ball. He it doesn't makes... need the ball. He can get putbacks. You know, he can block a shot on the weak side. He can rebound. You know, that that's what that's like, what we need. Like you said, Brown is is. Shooting sixty percent. Right. What would Gordon shoot in Brown's position on this team? And he locks up the guys that that we need locked up in the playoffs. That I think that makes so much sense for both teams, but it'll never happen. Well, let's let's talk about Brown for a second because the best defender on the team is Nicholas Claxton. You think so? Already? You're ready to say that? Hundred percent. Watching tonight. Watch him guard on the perimeter. Nobody can stay. His combination of length and lateral ability. Yeah, they don't have anything like. That's why everybody. It's like I was arguing with my boy C Whitey that you know on Twitter because you know I told him like I think R J Barrett is just like a painfully average player. I love fucking with C Whitey. Shout out to C Whitey. That's we, my we, guy. We, honestly, you <laughs> should get him on. He he he. We should get him on one uh, for maybe a. Uh, Cross over, they maybe talk a little Knicks with him. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, but and he's like, "You're excited about Nick Claxton, but R.J. Barrett's painfully average." I'm like, "It's not even about Claxton, like as an individual entity." Again, going like to Gordon, for what the team needs, he has the skill set. And right. as soon as Harden figures him out and they they get their cohesion down, the dunks and the layups that Brown are getting, he's going to get. And he's going to the lot that the can't catch. He's going to catch. Right. And the other thing is, the Nets have never seen guys with small ball feet, but you know traditional ball length. I'm right. dying to see Nick Claxton on the court with KD. I, I, I tell you, I want him, Durant, and Green as a three, four, five out on the floor at, at one point because that gives us size, but it also gives us variety. Right. You know, we now you want to switch. That's how you switch. Because the only guy on the floor with, with Irving and Harden that you'd have to worry about it getting into a mismatch on size would be Kyrie. Right. Uh, and, and teams that are talented and have they they seek him out. The Clippers did it. They they put him in every screen and roll to get either George or 
Kawhi on him, and they got because, easy buckets, and they're they're going to get easier buckets in the in the playoffs, right? Because he, you know, he's small. You know, he's the guy that should be fighting over or under screens. And you know, if you want to switch, do it with the rest of the guys. But you got to keep him on a, a player that he can match up with physically. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, that that's what I've been saying um, for the longest. Like the the original fantasy was to have Jared Allen. Um, uh, Durant and and Nick on the court together. Just that much athleticism and speed is is we don't usually play like that. Usually, Nets are not usually the most athletic team on on the court, and right. you would see how teams like Atlanta would just out athlete us. They, they weren't right. really out skilling or better players or, or 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 any of those things. They just would do the most simplest of drive to the basket and just hope to make a shot. And um, and and get easy layups, and we didn't have the athletes to to match them at the time. And um, uh, but I, I just think I think the world of this kid Claxton. I don't think he's a future All Star or, or anything like that. I, I actually am not sure of what his upside believe, is because of his I body. think his upside is he's he can be a good NBA starter. I think he could be on the level of a of like a Levert. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I think he, I think he has it. He hits his free throws. His his shot looks good, right? And he, t- I, he's got a cocky attitude, and I like it. He, you know, I, he, he looks like a Poindexter, but when you hear him talk, yeah, that kid is not in awe of Harden and these guys. He thinks he belongs out there. Um, you know, like the kid on the Knicks. Quickly, like you can see it right away. The kid believes he belongs, and I, I think Claxton has that. And, the way this game is going, teams are getting smaller. He is the perfect small ball five yep. uh, that I really think can glue this team together over the next couple months. I got to send a shout-out to my boy, Bourne. Bourne is my friend that uh, went to jail when, when I was in college and he came home like when I had grown-ass kids. And he came home from jail, uh, changed. He is now living a gay lifestyle. And okay. Uh, we were talking on the stoop, and I, I'm, I was on Twitter, kind of like sc- scrolling through something to show him um, uh, a thing, and he was like, whoa, 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 stop, 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 God, I need to see that. I was like, you need to see what? And I, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yo, this dude fell in love with Nick Claxton and was like, yo, where did he, the Nets got this dude? He's a superstar. I was like, dude, get off my stoop, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> but he is pretty. He, he is pretty. Dude, he, <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got the nice long hair. He's he's Juana man. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> if if he can Classic get his movies, out shooting his outside shooting, if he can hit thirty five percent from three, I don't want he, him shooting threes. Why not? I'll, Eventually, he's gonna have to. I, I I just think he should just take it to the basket. His passing is – I'm more worried about his passing than I am his shooting threes because that's not what we need. We don't need him to do that. I, I, if, if you watch his college uh, highlights – Oh, he can shoot. And then – well, he, he can pass the ball too. Mm. He's a – so like the pass that it took Jared a few years to make was when he rolled and caught it and then kicked it to the corner. Claxton already knows that. Right. Yeah, he does that he, naturally. He, he – 100%. You know, it's the easy comparison because they're both tall, lanky, lefty, and black. But 
Chris Bosh, like a, a baby Bosh type player, yeah. is the mold of like that's the film he should be watching. Yeah. But Chris uh, Bosh is really like Dubai six eight. Dude. He's almost seven feet. His, his yeah, arms the other night, and... he, yeah, yeah. He, he blew by a dude last the other night. He had the N one. Hmm. He was just inside the three point arc. He took one dribble and he's at the cup. And he you know he finished through the contact. He's gonna have to get stronger. But I I'm this is the highest I've been on a, a young net player. In a long time, probably since like Lopez's early days, he has a he has a lot of uh, uh, tools in his bag. That I I, I got to give him that. It's all there, and the game is going to be easy for him as he expands his skill set. Right now, all he has to do is rim run, right, and and play defense, and that that stuff's going to be easy for him. He can you know he can dunk with his eyes closed. I I really think, and and, and this leads to another question, is what happens to the rotation if you insert him? Who comes out of the rotation? um, And whose minutes does he take? But this kid has to play. Because not only can he help us win now, this could be your bridge player when, you know, these guys are no longer here. Correct. That's, I mean, this is, you've been reading my Twitter. Like, I said this, like, I said the exact same thing a month ago. If... If you play this kid and you play him in the right way and you play, I I don't want them trying to use him like he's DeAndre Jordan or like he's Jared Allen. He's not that. Play positionless basketball. Shoot, put Bruce Brown at the at the center over him, because this kid has more skills than Bruce Brown. This kid could take take the ball to the yeah. basket, dunk on you. He his handle is 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 above average for or excellent for a player his size, and he's just a baby. He doesn't even really have his like his feet under him you know really just yet so. his his ability to um dribble the other way yeah. into a handoff slash yeah. chin is going to open up things for them because he can do it with pace unlike you know jordan it takes him forever to get over there um and i think like back doors i think he can make those bounce passes i, I just I, I honestly think that they they hit gold here here with this guy yeah and i, I you know me i usually don't get very for real like he 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 did it again. Yeah, and you know me, I don't I don't really get too excited about players. Unlike you know, him. I want to. <laughs> right, this guy I'm excited about, man. I'm really really excited about. I, I've been dying to see him get back in the lineup. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he's played. These injuries to Green and Durant may be a blessing in disguise down the line because it, it may have gotten him into a rotation. Well, he never Green is been back in. tonight. Right, and I just hope that doesn't you know minimize his his role. Because it's all it's it's nothing but upside for them. It, there is no upside in playing some of these guys that that they play, but there's a lot of upside, and I I think they tried to. It might have been because they didn't have anybody, but I I feel like you could play him and Ro, Roberson together and get a lot. Ro, Ro, Roberson's not going to be on this team long you, you, term. You don't think he's going to get past the ten games? Mm, he might get another ten day, but once once the buyout and the trade market hits, they're gonna get a better player. That that guy, you know, he's he's decent, I guess, on defense, but like he, cannot he just little, his life. can't play off. He's not. They could do better than that. He's Roberson's. Put even if he's on the team, he's not gonna be in the rotation. Um, so I mean, I feel like if you gave Claxton thirty minutes, he'd give you fourteen and eight, and he'd do it efficiently. He'd block a couple shots, a couple deflections. I, I, I this kid's got to play. Yeah, and uh, again, it's it's nothing but upside for them. Even if you don't play him in the playoffs, it's nothing. It it does nothing but good for the Nets to have this kid 
flourish and to give them right. time. And it so, doesn't take anything away from them either because... Right. So think, even thinking about next year, Bruce Brown, free agent. Mm-hmm. Jeff Green, free agent. Maybe you lose one of those guys. He can play their roles. Right. Uh, particularly Bruce Brown. He can do what Bruce Brown does, but do it at you know 6'10". Uh, with longer arms. I mean, those same buckets he can get. Or the teams are going to say, hey, look, this guy's 6'10". we got to account for him. And now it just opens up shooting on the outside. Right. It's just going to uh, make things better for a lot of these guys who are, are playing out of position or playing above their heads. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, this is what I thought before this podcast. I agree a thousand times more. And, and think uh, about now. this, a potential playoff series. You're playing Toronto. You could put KD on... You know, uh, Norman Powell, and he can stick a guy like Siakam. Yeah. He'll you know, chase even, Siakam. He'll he'll make Siakam tired. He'll get five fouls, but uh, right. I, you, you want that you against Siakam over Browns. Put him on Giannis for a few minutes. Mm. You know, um, and yes, he'll probably get bullied, but so what? He can, he can run and jump with players built like that. Um, and we don't have anybody else that can do it. I, I agree. I agree a thousand percent with you, my man. Let's let's before we 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 leave this. Um, there's a lot of rumor mongering on Kristaps being on the market, and Dallas does need a point guard. I know the money doesn't match up. Yeah, but just want Could you imagine Kristaps on this team? Yeah, I mean, look, that would be a no-brainer. Um, oh, is he too we, soft? This like doesn't that, matter. That, it doesn't matter <laughs> for this team. If he's soft or not, like he just stand out of the fucking basket. I'll see. We'll see in you know May. You know we'll bring you back in in May. You don't even need to play him in the regular season, but it just can't be done. I think he's making you know thirty million a yearish. Um, yeah, we'd have to now. include. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not plausible for us. No. And I don't think they'll trade him. They're not going to get a good enough return. They're not going to trade him for a pending free agent. I think that would yeah, be nuts. And and, and freaking um, Cuban talks so much shit about him. It's like yeah, these. European players, they're not on TikTok. Yes, they are. These European players don't, you know, they don't think about the things that the American play. I was like, oh, so you're just going to play, sign all European players? Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're drinking the Luca, Luca Kool Aid a little bit too much. Luca looking like he, like James Harden out there wanting to get traded already. So uh, uh, be careful what you wish for, uh, Mr. Cuban. All right, let's do the Nets weekend ahead and get the fuck out of here. Mavericks, we've got we've got today's game, tonight's game at eight thirty, which I've already bet on. You you know I couldn't get a line yesterday. Yeah, uh, so the, there's an old saying: good teams win, great teams cover. Correct. Um, and this team is making me a, a lot of money uh, the last few weeks because they just they cover everything and they're gonna. I mean, I'm shocked when I saw it was four points this morning. You got four points. I didn't. I, I got five. I'm. I'm a little uh, bit mad at that. But I, my, I my was thing shocked. was I didn't want to go over six. I didn't want to go over six. I think Luca could could get into the fourth quarter and just you know bomb threes out of nowhere. And, they're and catch they're gonna smack this team tonight. They don't have a. I'm pretty sure Porzingis is out, right? I, I was not paying attention to that. I'm pretty, I, I he want hasn't been playing. To play. <laughs> I was hoping he'd play. His defense. He hasn't atrocious. been playing, and if he doesn't, they, you know, then it'll just be a layup drill and 
three drill. So I'm expecting them to smack them. He doesn't protect the tonight. rim very well either. Like, 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 I was thinking him. I was thinking when I placed the bet, I was just thinking of one. The Nets are on a like semi Patriots like run. Back in the day, um, I, uh, when the Patriots had Moss, they went 17 and yeah. 0 against the spread, and um, um. You know, I, I kind of have that same feeling with the Nets. I'm just gonna ride it until until the wheels fall off, um, because I'm so up. I'm, it's five games straight. Uh, it's, it's a little yeah. ridiculous. So tonight we we slap the Mavericks. Uh, I feel like the Spurs might be able to kind of trick us up. That's the, if they lose a game, it'll be the Spurs game. Um, but because they're gonna they're gonna roast the Rockets. You know, James will be ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be the Spurs, but I, I think they're winning out here. I really do. Um, and I tell you what, if you looked at the schedule, the second half, it's very favorable. Yeah, the um, Knicks. I guess, that, I guess that comes with, you know, the territory. You know, when you have a roster like this, you start looking at teams a little bit differently. Right. Because uh, right now I'm like, yeah, you know, they, my buddies will be talking hoops and they'll be like, yo, fucking Portland's playing nice. I'm like, nah, you know, they can't win at all. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> they have a shot. Like even like the Jazz, like they're not making it to the finals. Like enjoy your regular season. Right. Having a great run. Like you have zero chance to make the finals if the Western Conference is healthy. Yeah. And, you know, so so we've got the Rockets, then we've got too many the, white uh... guys in that starting five. <laughs> Hell's yeah. It's true. So wait, I'm trying to figure this out. We've got so for this week it's just the Mavs, Spurs, Rockets, then we've got all star game. Right. Does does Durant play? Does Durant pull a mellow? Too hurt to uh, play in the regular I would be, season. I would be sure. really dis- I would be really disappointed. And I think that part of the reason they held him out was so that he could get out of the all-star game without being able to find yep that's my conspiracy theory i uh, i hope it's true i hope protect that guy because if we have if we have kevin durant and let's say i don't it doesn't even matter but you add a drumming that'll play that won't play in the fourth quarter really but will grab rebounds and grab offensive rebounds and give second chances throughout, you know, long stretches of a game. Uh, I don't think we're getting Andre. You don't think you don't think he'll make it through to us on waivers? I think I think he's getting traded. Uh, I I don't think so. I don't think anybody's I, trading for I that contract. Not a Eastern, center. Centers can't get paid that much anymore. It's just it's, the value's it's not there. It's an expiring deal. You know, somebody will say, "I'll get his bird rights, and then we can try to work a more manageable deal." You're not going to have to give up too much. And if I'm an Eastern Conference team, I'm not letting him go to the Nets and just destroy the rest of the NBA season for everybody. <laughs> I'm think, not. I think I that's. Saw, I think that's just, what everyone's scared of. I, I. 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 I thought he'd go. I thought the Raptors might give something up for him, but like the Knicks absorb him into their salary cap. They've got a ton of picks, so if they, you know, they do something like but that, they would have to keep that contract, though. He, no, he's a free agent at the end no, of the year. No, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is. Right, he's making what forty eight mil or some twenty eight million. Twenty eight mil is it that little? Hmm. Yeah, no, that little. <laughs> no, I'm, I I thought he was. I thought he had gotten like a a second max. No, it, just... look, it might be in the low thirties, but it's something in that vicinity, twenty eight to thirty ish, from what I gather. And they can just absorb him in for the rest of the year. See how it goes, and then try to get him on a more manageable contract, or you let him walk. But you know what? He would make the team like the Knicks a lot better. Um, you know, 
I could see – I know the Celtics have that large trade exception. I, I look out for the Celtics and the Magic maybe making a Vucevic swap. When's the uh, trade deadline? I think it's um, like the 15th or so of March, I want to say. But that also might be NFL free agency. It's 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 towards the middle or end of March. Um, yeah, his contract is in horrible. It's it's an expiring, bro. Yeah, it's, 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 it's over this year. It's 28 mil. Hmm. Yeah, we're not getting drumming. No, somebody will. Somebody will say it's worth the. Especially you're not gonna have to, you're not gonna have to give up too much to get him. Right. Um, right. Hey, what's very important though is that they do wind up with the one seed. It, it seems pretty evident that the top three seeds are going to be Nets, Sixers, Milwaukee, in some order, and to only have to play one of them on the way to the finals would be a nice boost. So, the one seed is important. Um, and bro, I mean, the vaccines are starting to get out there. I've got an appointment for Monday to get my first shot. I got mine to the eighth. Yeah, dude. So I might, unfortunately, my BMI is a little high. So, uh, <laughs> as, as amazingly, mine is all right. <laughs> you know. So uh, I'm, you know, I got. I'll have to save the diet for after Monday. But I'm, you know, if everybody does the right things, if you're listening and you're not planning on getting it, stop being a fucking dick. Go get your vaccine so we can. Get back to life, and you know, I think it may be six, seven thousand by May. We can put it in that stadium. I, I think it's going to be more, man. The numbers are dropping. By I, I, I think we're going to be able to watch uh, championship um, uh, basketball. I think that's going to be uh, a reality for us. I, I don't think it's going to be half. I think I think it's going to at some point, maybe just in the finals, it'll be everybody because one, it's hurting. You know everybody financially, and two, you know our numbers are down fifty percent in the in the past month. The yeah. deaths are are coming down to a crawl. Yeah, and, look, it's going to be a post holiday spike because people were going to say, "Fuck it, I'm still doing Thanksgiving, I'm still doing Christmas, right? You know, New Year's shit like that." Um, and yeah, just by nature of the weather changing, people can get outdoors more uh, to see each other. I mean, I'm going to, to – today's actually my birthday. I'm going to the bar for the game tonight. Um, so, you know, we're starting to get out a little bit more. Yo, happy birthday, my brother. 35, man. What a fucking old – You're a baby. <laughs> this one hit me more than – like, when I turned 30, I, I and I was like, ah, I'm, I still fucking am young. I went out. I got blasted with my friends. Like, I feel old. 35, like, I'm now closer to 40 than I am 30. Um <sighs> It all, take it from a take it from a guy in his late forties. It, it really just it's it's really about just how you live your life. Like if you live your life to just have fun and 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 not worry about it, it it, it all kinds of evens out, man. Like I I I think I'm having more fun now than I did when I was young because I used to be one of those pricks that that just had to be you know successful and I worked you know sixteen yeah. hours a day and I was in a little bit of everything. Um, but now in, in my late 40s, I enjoy my time with my wife. We travel. We, you know, we invest together. It's like, it's it's dope, man. Like, live, live well, your I'll be, life. I'll be firing up my PS5 today at some point. So, I mean, I, as, as old as I feel, I still do the same shit. As a kid, I, I, I take the Nets way too seriously. I take the Giants way too seriously. You know, I do all that shit. Dude, take it I still somebody. got high. I got bombed last night. I'm going to get bombed again tonight. <laughs> you know. Listen, I, I, 
I um I listen to 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 uh, uh I'm not it's not Dr. Dre uh uh who sang that lyric? I'm not gonna remember right now. Dirty's Dirty's the new twenty. Nah, fuck that. I'm just saying, smoke weed every day. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that was Nate Dog. Nate Dog, thank you, thank you. And A T E D O double G. The dude, dude made a living off of catchy, uh, catchy hooks. Just hooks, man. Hooks. I, uh, I, I discovered know... him in like the fourth grade, and my brother played Regulate for me. Oh my that's, god, I, I was that's what got me into rap that's music. One, that's one of her. Uh... That can't be your your introduction to rap music. No, don't. It say was hundred percent. <laughs> what is going dude, on? I'm a, I'm in a white Kelowna. dude from the suburbs. That's pretty hardcore out here. <laughs> you know, dude, man. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think that's about it. I think we're done. Yeah, man. I think uh, we're gonna get Bruce on, um, so we can. Let him, you know, say what he thinks of us. A lot of people don't right. like us what's out his, there. What's his um? What's his at on Twitter? Uh, it's are you fan something? Um, he's a Rutgers guy. Um, you know, he could be a bit of a prick and an asshole, but he's a good fan. But so for me, he's got those his are the best. That's the the best Nets fans. Yeah, it makes you like, work for it. No, exactly. I I like the asshole Nets fans. I like the people yeah. that argue with me. I don't like the people that get bitch ass and 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 personal about it. We don't have right. to agree, right? I I believe in something, and I'm always I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm always gonna be there to say that I was wrong. I was dreadfully wrong on the Harden trade, and I couldn't be happier that it right. happened. Because at the end of the day, I think we all want the same things as Nets fans. We want to win know, I, 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 championship. I, the, I, I never understand the people who want to call everybody out for being wrong all the time. And I do it too. But like some people like totally discredit you if you're wrong about one thing. Like general managers, radio hosts. It's going to happen in sports. You can't predict it 100%. If you did, it would be easy. Uh, that's what makes it hard and what makes it fun. Um but like even like uh, Jack Manuel, we did the the pod with him before the season. That that guy like ghosted me. Um, really? Jack's a good yeah. guy. Jack's he a good is guy. a good me guy. Listen, we, we had a tiff all the time. We had a tiff. We talked about it. It you know like that's the one thing. Like the Nets fan base has very few assholes. Like the the assholes that I've talked to, you know, I've told them straight up. Like listen, you know, I, I know it's very brave of you to be be you know telling someone to, to suck your dick <laughs> on um on um twitter but you could i fight niggas like i i'm that dude in the boat i'm in the bodega that's ready to punch somebody for yelling at the guy who's making my sandwich i'm I, not i got twitter fingers <laughs> I, I i i'm five eight you know I'm, I'm i'm out of shape and i i, I haven't thrown a punch in a long time but you, you've met me um i'm six foot yeah. four I'm yeah, ready to punch a nigga at all time. Like, right, so. yeah, you can defend yourself. Um, you know, so, but like, you know, I, I said to him the other day, because like the whole thing with Kyrie and the stick, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, man, like, you, you li- let's lighten up a little bit. Like, the, the jokes that were being made about him, like comparing him to Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, yeah. that's funny. You know, like, if that was on a, a stand-up stage, people would laugh. Like, it's okay to laugh about each other's cultures and heritage as long as you respect it, you know, to a degree. Right. Um, stand-up comedy couldn't exist without racial humor. Right, and 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 it doesn't have to be racial humor that that you know debilitates you or or or, or makes you feel less, but it's jokes. And Kyrie, <laughs> I'm positive everybody on that team gave him way worse jokes 
about the stick than I did. You know what I mean? So, like, not the young guys, but I'm positive <laughs> Kevin Durant was talking mad shit to him. So, it's that. okay. Yeah. And I I'm mean... on Kyrie's side. That's the other thing. Like, like when I talk to Kyrie as a young black man, um, you know, making his way, I remember, I, like, I used to be a Kyrie. I'm still a Kyrie in, 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 in some kind of ways. The things I believe in, I believe in them p- passionately. But at some point, you need people to tell you that, you know, especially older cats to tell you you're full of shit. And and everybody needs that, especially celebrities who have everyone around them telling them yes all the time. And I actually got a lot of love for the kid, Kyrie. Like, I again, I see myself in him when I when I try to when I try to, uh, uh, you know, say anything about not coming to work or whatever, it just Sometimes it's it's more so for him to not make himself such an easy target from these guys. But I'm the right. first person to to go to bat and attack, you know these uh these radio hosts and they read my stuff. They know they know me, and I I let it be known, man. Like, yo, you what you just did was semi racist. Um, sometimes you know guys like uh uh, what's his name, Michael K. Yeah, or like um, Geo, like. They're the classic. I don't like the NBA. No one plays defense. Everyone's lazy. It's it, it's they don't even realize it, but it does stem from their preconceived notion of black people. Those right. guys are racist, racist on the morning show. Yeah. There's not one black dude in that studio on that show. The Al Dukes is white, Boomer's white, Geo's white, the producer Eddie Scuderi is. They're all white guys, and they're all over fifty years old. Like right, it's it's it's. From a time when you could say stuff like that and you didn't have to be conscious of your own biases. You know, the the other day Michael K said about Kyrie, um, you know, that guy loves to hear himself talk. But you guys were just killing him for not taking interviews. Right. You don't how... Meanwhile, you fucking talk for a living. Exactly. How dare you? Right. How, like, yeah. oh, and then he tried to say, he tried to say, oh, but um, I, you know, when I'm out of here, when I'm not doing this job, I'm quite as no. You're, that's a fucking lie. And right. and um, I watch Rosenberg, who you know obviously needs to stay employed and and didn't want to say too much, but I watched the look on his face, like like these old dudes, and and Rosenberg is my age. <laughs> these yeah. old dudes are are you know they they're not self aware. And what Kyrie said, even if he said, you know what, I think gorillas should be painted blue. So what? Right. So what? It's entertaining. It's fun. Let Kyrie say whatever he said and what he and what he was saying. I, I kind of agree. How long is Jerry West going to be the logo? Let it yeah, be Kobe. I mean, it, or yes. how about you know maybe Michael Jordan, <laughs> exactly. you know, the best player, the guy that put the league on the map. Basically, I know, but his silhouette is is uh is owned by him and Nike. So. Yeah, or Magic <laughs> Johnson. How about Magic and Bird you put on there? You know what? I take either. I take either. Um, no, it, it is time for that stuff to change. But yeah, whatever, uh, man. It's it, it just doesn't matter enough. With all the real stuff that's happening in the world right now, it just doesn't matter enough to really level that criticism against this kid. He's, he's 28, 29 years old. He has an opinion. It's different from yours. I get in these same like ridiculous arguments with my my eighteen year old and seventeen year old. Um, you know they see the world different, and that's the way it's supposed to be, and that's okay, dude. Right. 
We covered tonight, right? That's already locked in, 100%. I'm, I've been locked in since this morning. Let's see us win this Put it this way. I would have I would have I would have taken the I would have laid the points if it was anything under 12. 12 is too much. I I I don't think I I wasn't going to bet if it was 6. This game is over in the third quarter. <laughs> that that's my that's my opinion. I think it's going to be over in the third quarter. Dude, we are we are the Brooklyn Nets weekly podcast um as a part of the front office podcast and we will be back next week my partner bam at pass first 11 on twitter uh lobby all complaints to him and let's talk next week go ahead.